From the beautiful city of Hollywood, we bring you Film Forward, the official podcast of the Los Angeles Diversity Film Festival. Hey, hey, welcome to Film Forward, everybody, the official podcast of the Los Angeles Diversity Film Festival. We've got a really fun episode for you all today. We're going deep, my friends, with a very talented actor and writer. But before we get into it, if you like what you hear today, please subscribe to Film Forward on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for weekly episodes where we not only interview incredible filmmakers like we're doing today, we also highlight LADFF filmmakers. And of course, we have our patented themed Give Me Three episodes. So like, subscribe, comment. Let us know what you think. As I mentioned, though, we've got a very special guest joining us today. She is a terrific actor and author. She just wrote a book on the craft itself. But honestly, it's about so much more than that. It's called Acting with Energy, and it's available right now. We're honored to be joined by the author, Marissa Harba. Marissa, thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. Congratulations on a really fun and amazing book. I devoured this and I learned so much, so much more than I was expecting to learn. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Yeah, it it definitely dives deep into the human condition, but that's what art does, right? Absolutely. And I think that was like what was so, so wonderful about reading it. And we'll dive into the intricacies of it in a minute. but, But first, tell the audience a little bit just about the broad strokes of acting with energy. So acting with energy outlines the acting technique that I founded back in 2012 called the Chakra Approach. It basically, in a nutshell, uses the seven energy centers within the body to understand qualities of energy, emotion, and I kind of liken it to the notes on an instrument. In the craft, everybody always says, oh, your body's your instrument. And for me growing up, you know, studying the craft of acting, I was always like, yeah, I understand that. But what does that actually mean? How do I actually play my instrument? And when I came across the chakra system in 2012, literally this whole book, this whole method, everything kind of downloaded into my brain through my crown chakra, would you believe, (laughs) in just one full download. And I was just beside myself, like, oh my God, this is this is the answer I've been looking for. This is the way to do repeatable brilliance. How do you how do you make a performance rock star every time? You know, it was always up to chance and I didn't want to have to cross my fingers and say a mantra every time I was going to go on set or be on stage or give a speech or whatever it may be. And so this this book outlines how you can learn the energy centers the qualities of energy. I use examples from movies, uh, TV shows where characters, uh, actors tap into those specific energy centers to give you, you know, a really clear understanding of how we actually use them in everyday life and we don't even know it. So it's really sort of capitalizing on what we already know and already inherently use on an everyday basis and really using that to up our level of emotional intelligence. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be honest, Marissa. Personally, I did not know thing one about chakras or <laughs> or where they were. I knew they existed, but I didn't know much beyond that. So talk to us if you can. We'll, we'll go way back. Talk to us about when you like uncovered or learned about chakras 
and then how you were able to like relate that as an integral piece in creating terrific performances. Yeah. So it's kind of, I guess, seems like sort of a silly story, but one of my best friends used to work at Aveda, um, Mm. the, the, you know, the makeup and hair place. And uh, we went to Hollywood and Highland because she was invited to some kind of an event that they were doing, you know, mini massages and readings. And, you know, it was just sort of a fun little event. And I was her guest. And we went there and they had this whole packet on the chakras. And I didn't really know what a chakra was at that moment. But I knew that they were asking because they have a line of scents, one per chakra. So you can like smelling scents, you know, they had this whole packet of how, you you know, you could fill out what you wanted to work on, your strength, your vulnerability, your creativity, whatever it was. And I was looking at this packet and I was like, oh, my God, these are all aspects of acting Mm-hmm. that I would like to, at any given point, like to add into my recipe for whatever character I'm creating for whatever project I'm working on. And then I I studied it further and I kept digging deeper and deeper. And I was like, oh my God, this is incredible. I just really couldn't believe that I didn't know this before this moment. And all of a sudden in this moment, everything changed and it was like a mental download. And you know, I've studied at Boston University. We did a, a lot of Kristen Linklater work there on the voice and and we did Alexander Technique, you know, really freeing the body of, of tension and working economically on your character creation and performances. So, you know, all of those things were sort of running in the background of my mind because that was my education and my influences. So I basically took what resonated with me from all of that and combined it with the chakra system and found a way to put sound on each energy center, put intention on each energy center, bring either myself or a group of actors through basically, I don't really like to call it a meditation because that almost sounds passive. It's a very active journey. It's like a mental journey right. that you're you're living as you go through this chakra warm-up, which is how I teach the the chakra system through the chakra approach. And so you can really understand, you know, how does this chakra sound on my voice when I'm in this particular situation? And what does my body do as a result? So really understanding the physiological responses in your body so that you can understand, honestly, your own trauma responses Mm -hmm. from your own life, which will become a part of how you create. It's it's your art to share. It's your imprint. That's your je ne sais quoi. It's, it's what makes you special in whatever you create. If you write, if you direct, if you play music, if you act, whatever the case may be, your life experiences, you know, directly show up in your artistry, the tapestry of your artistry and, and what that looks like, what makes you unique. We talk about all the time, what makes you unique. You got to find what that is and really own your own power. And people say that all the time. And I'm there going, what does that mean? How do I do that? How do I do that? And I can't be the only person out there that's asking those questions. (laughs) So when I found this stuff, it was just like, oh, here it is. Here's the answer. I can't believe it. Amazing. Yeah, no, it really is amazing. And it's like, it's really eye-opening. And I think what I love about your process is, you know, for actors out there listening to this who have 
spent years studying certain methods, I think will be hesitant to adopt a new one. But I think what's so great about this method is you don't have to abandon those other methods that you've learned. In fact, I think it's what's great about this method is it's not counterintuitive to any of them. It kind of like can act as a great aid into even sharpening those other methods and really just making you feel more confident in approaching them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you kind of alluded to it a little bit, but you know, I'm not an actor, but I'm a screenwriter, I'm a director, and I found this book pretty invaluable and eye-opening from that perspective. Because like as a screenwriter, you need to obviously understand the way humans work and the human condition and stuff. And there's a lot of that in this book. And then same thing with directors. Not only do you need to understand the human condition and how people are reacting to certain emotional trauma or emotional moments, but also you need to be able to relate and work with and connect with your actors in order to deliver those things properly. So I just want to say for my writer and director friends listening to this, pick up this book because it is a great way to, to hone in your techniques as well. Were you thinking about that as, as you were writing this at all? I mean, I know it's the book's called Acting with Energy, but I think it is a little <laughs> bit more universal than that. Yes. Yes. You've already guessed my next, uh, my next book. (laughs) Oh, great. (laughs) Um, yeah, no, absolutely. I'm also a director and a writer myself. And in my time at BU, I was, I was exposed to Grotowski, which is also another physical way of working. And I mention it in the book and the use of container work and all of this, that sort of physical approach. And that combined with the chakra stuff, I have found to be so incredibly consistent, effective, and quick. Mm -hmm. Um, When I give a a note to an actor and I speak in energy, they give me what I'm looking for in two seconds flat. We don't have to have a whole 20-minute conversation about it. I don't have to ask them about their personal life at all. You know, we're we're not even going down that path. It's literally like, oop, there it is. I just got them to pivot exactly where I needed them to go while not robbing them of their creativity. Because what an actor can bring to a piece, me as a director, I might not even have thought of that. Right. And I want I love to be surprised. I want an actor to surprise me. So I don't want to direct them in a way that robs them of that full expression. Yeah. And I guess that that's one of the beautiful things about understanding performance and artistry as energy, right? Is because yes. like you can, as an artist can want something spe- very specific from your audience in terms of like reaction or process. But the way to go about that through energy is like, you can go about it in so many different ways, you know, and still come up with the desired effect. That's what I found so eye-opening about reading your book. Yeah, totally. It's It, it kind of crosses, because we're talking about human, mm-hmm. humans, that's all. It's, yeah. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> we're all humans. We all create. We all struggle. Yeah. While trying to survive. Yeah, in your early chapters, you kind of talk about it. It's just like, you know, fear, which I think is something I know, again, I'm not an actor, but I know... I'm friends with many of them and mm-hmm. fear is is uh, one of the one of the biggest you know hurdles that actors have to get through and we as humans have to get through on it on a day-to-day basis you know fear of failure 
fear of what are they going to think of me, fear of all that. And I think that's kind of like the first thing that we, you know, need to tackle as artists is uh, eliminating that fear. And your book touches on that very well. Yeah, no, thank you. You're exactly right. It's a universal struggle. Everybody's worried about something. Mm -hmm. We're fearful, perhaps, about what are people going to think about me? What if I can't get there and deliver whatever I need to deliver on time or effectively? And this crosses over everybody's jobs and occupations, not even just artists. Yeah. You, know, you have to give a presentation and you know, you work in a Fortune 500 company, you still have to speak to other humans effectively. Right. Yeah. So you learned this process. You kind of created this uh, this method of performing. At what point did you say, it's time to make this a book uh-huh. and take us into your writing process for acting with energy? Yeah. So back in 2012, and I kind of touch on this in the book a little bit towards the end, I was suffering from PTSD from an event that you know was rendering me ineffective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll just call it that. Um, I'm sure everybody out there who's who's had any any kind of emotional trauma, stress, whatever, it can hijack your ability to communicate to your loved ones. I'm not even talking performance. I'm just talking talking to your mom, talking to your boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, what friends, whatever. I was realizing that because of that event, I was literally robbed of my power and my belief in myself, and that was that was really hard. And I, you know, I was doing my due diligence of, of taking care of myself and, and going to therapy. There was still something missing. And so I brought a lot of my own stuff to my own chakra warmups that I would lead in class. Right. And, you know, so that was sort of my own secret that I didn't really share with anybody that, you know, as I would go through a chakra warmup and I would lead people on this journey, I would paint these situations that I could voice myself what I needed to say to right. that person who who gave me the PTSD you know and and just on my own journey of healing I could have I could have just went into litigation but at the end of the day was that going to give me the peace of mind and the healing that I was looking for and, you know, I brought that into the chakra warm up. And that, again, like, like I'm saying, this was my secret that I was doing, that I was kind of working out on my own. And then, at, you know, at the end, like basically in my first month or two, I had multiple people, multiple students come up to me after class and say, wow, oh my God, I just let go of 20 years of regret or, you know, anger towards this person in my life and I feel so much lighter and thank you so much. And like crying and hugging me. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> like, <laughs> hold up. Like we just did it. We, we're just like getting into scene work now. What's going on? You know, and I didn't realize the power that it held. That was honestly not my intention creating all of this stuff. That was completely a surprise byproduct of the whole of the whole endeavor. And, you know, this kept happening and, and people were learning how to speak up for themselves because they were understanding where they were get, being taken advantage of in their lives or, oh my God, I stand this way because I always felt threatening to other people and I'm a person of color. So I, I amended how I stand so as not to alienate other people. 
and it's affected me my whole life. Like what? I mean, it was just person, student after student, actor after actor, creator, uh, creator after creator was coming up to me and saying these things. And at that moment I was like, okay, I hear you. (laughs) I got it. We need to write this down. And I started writing the book in 2013 immediately after I opened the studio. And, you know, and then my own life happened. I got married. I had two kids. We moved. We bought a house, whatever. But I had been writing in the background during all of these things. It was this thing that, like, one day this is going to be born. One day this is going to come out into the world. And then the pandemic hit and it felt like it was, there was no other time than now. And I had been offered a job that was sort of a dream job from a mentor of mine that I had to turn down because I realized this book needs to happen this year. And so I made a deal with a publisher. It was everything happened kind of quickly. And I had a newborn at home. (laughs) Right. On on top of everything. (laughs) On top of everything. So I wrote, I wrote a lot of the book on my phone. Wow. Yeah. Um, that, I mean, that's so great. It's such a, it's such a great story as are, you know, most great pieces of work, you know, it's always a journey and sometimes the longer and the more involved the journey, the better the reward. And I think that is absolutely the case with this book. I can't say enough great things about it. I could talk about it for uh, uh, a much longer time. So maybe we'll bring you back or definitely bring you back for for this next one. But my friends at home, absolutely check it out. Again, it's insightful, very entertaining, and a really great read. It's called Acting with Energy by Marissa Harba, and it's available right now on Amazon. Check it out. Great gift for your actor friends, great gift for your artist friends great gift for friends who are going through some struggles as I'm sure so many of us are as we uh, slowly make our way out of this pandemic world. We're going to take a quick break, everybody. When we come back, Marissa, she's going to stick around. She's going to help us out with our favorite segment. Give me three. Hello, my name is Sonia, and this is my Movie Minute. Since today's episode is all about acting and performance, I want to talk about one of the most effective, impressive, and memorable performances I've seen this year. Of course, I'm talking about my girl Kristen Stewart as Princess Di, aka Diana Spencer in the new film Spencer. Since initial images circulated of Kristen in makeup and wardrobe, the consensus has been that she nailed the look. However, there was a bit more skepticism over whether she could truly become Diana. Well, the film is out and the verdict is in, and Kristen was truly spectacular. It feels like she's in every shot of the film, half of them being close-ups on her face. And it's a really heart-wrenching and simultaneously joyful experience. I know sometimes it gets a bit old when we give so much praise to the actors who play real-life people, and they tend to get all the awards. It's annoying because roles that aren't so showy are just as difficult and impressive. But when someone can transform into someone who is so known, recognizable, and beloved as Diana, while still bringing something unexpected, fresh, and personal to the role, they deserve all the accolades and recognition. The entire movie is really fantastic. The sets, costumes, supporting actors, writing, directing. Of course, Johnny Greenwood with another amazing score. But the movie's success or failure rides squarely on Kristen's shoulders. 
If you didn't fall in love with her as Diana, then the film could not equal the sum of its parts. At Film Forward, we aren't super into the Oscars, since it seems crazy to name one best anything. But if Kristen wins an Oscar for her role in Spencer, I will not be surprised, and I'll be very, very happy for her. That was my minute. Thanks for listening. You know, I really like things that are simple, ordinary, but things that are real. There's no hope for me. Not with them. Fight them. You are your own weapon. Will they kill me, do you think? All right, welcome back to Film Forward, everybody. We are here with actor and author Marissa Harba. She's about to hook us up with three films that have inspired her, inspired her work. Marissa, let's get your first one. <laughs> so the first one, um, don't laugh, is is actually Dirty Dancing. Yeah, Dirty Dancing makes me feel a lot of things, but I, I don't I don't laugh at that pick. That is is an excellent pick. <laughs> I grew up watching this movie a lot because it's like one of my mom's favorite films. So like we, it was like one of those things that was in the VCR every weekend. Why dirty dancing for you besides the dirty dancing? Oh my goodness. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, besides the fact that it's just such a lovely coming of age story. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is a masterclass in chemistry. Yes. Oh my God. I mean, I remember being four years old and The first time I saw that movie, my jaw hit the floor and I was just completely, I I had no words. (laughs) My throat shocker was completely blocked. (laughs) I had nothing because it was just, it was so incredible. I mean, it, it inspired me to become an actress. It inspired me to become a dancer. Side note, uh, I'm also a professional dancer. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and I, I ended up getting a ballroom minor from Boston University, and I ended up competing professionally around around the world because of this movie. It just gives me all the feels. It was such a sad day when he passed away. Mm-hmm. I remember crying in my New York City apartment, just like, oh, my God, the world has lost such a good one in Patrick Swayze. Absolutely. I agree. Great coming of age story. As you mentioned, a master class in chemistry as, as a viewer. Yeah, this movie goes after the what is it? The Sacral Chakra. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah like uh, it hits you. It hits you right there. Fast Ooh. and furious. Oh, yeah. A great AD that I worked with for for many years was actually a PA on Dirty Dancing. <gasps> and um, he had nothing but amazing things to say about, you know, the film and the experience. And recently he posted on his Facebook that he had found these uh, tapes of Patrick Swayze just singing improv songs about certain crew members on the set. And he, he was like playing them on this video from like a cassette player that they had, that that they had created on set. And it was just like, Whoa, it was just like so incredible. Oh my gosh. I got to go hunt that down. That sounds amazing. I'll give you his, uh, his name when we get, when we, uh, get off the recording here. But, uh, 
Yeah, what a what a loss, but uh, what a legacy he left us with, Patrick Swayze. Dirty Dancing, an incredible, incredible first choice, Marissa. Thank you. Thanks. Your second pick is my second pick is Mrs. Doubtfire. Another great that we that we miss so dearly. I know. Uh, I just Robin realized. Williams. Oh my goodness! You're trying to make my audience cry here today, Marissa. I know. <laughs> it's all good. We all we all need a good cry every once in a while. But but talk to us about Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh yeah, I mean this film was. I mean Robin Williams is so incredible in it. He. I mean, talk about one of the greats. Like he's so just oozing with talent. Um, and what I love the most is it's really a story about how much his, a father loves his children mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> and, and would go to the ends of the earth to be with them. And, you know, regardless of whatever mistakes we make in life, when you know what's the most important, you will move mountains to be with them. And I love this movie. I actually reference it quite a bit in my book yeah, um, because of Sally Field's amazing, incredible performance in it as well. Absolutely, um, she has this one, you know, in the reveal moment of of the film at the end when Robin Williams's costume, you know, the the nanny costume starts to come off, mm-hmm. and she just has this brilliant reaction that I mean, she goes through like all seven chakras <laughs> in <the> 22nd. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. It's like that is a masterclass in playing chords of emotion, emotional technician to the nth degree. Sally Field, what a queen. Yeah, I rewatched this film after reading your book. Um, oh my God, did ju- you? Yeah, I did. Just to just to kind of go back and, and, and see those spots that you had mentioned. But that scene in particular that you're talking about where she's just all this time, all this time, all this time, you know, it's like the whole time, the whole yeah, time. Yeah. I got to go. We're, we're going. Right. Uh, <laughs> so great. So great. And I mean, like, like you said, Robin Williams, everybody thinks about him and we remember him as like this comic genius. And he undoubtedly was that, but with all his like great comedic performances and this movie is, is no different. Like he always had this, incredible ability to like hit you right in the heart after he make you laugh for an hour and then make you cry like you know five minutes later and it's just such such an incredible talent yeah oh my god yeah absolutely mrs doubtfire if you haven't seen it for the love of god please check it out and if you have seen it it is worth a rewatch because Mm -hmm. uh i forgot how like I remember the funny moments. I didn't remember how much of an emotional wallop this movie was. So it was great to revisit it. Check it out, my friends. Yeah. Kramer versus Kramer is your third pick, Marissa. Talk to us about Kramer versus Kramer, which I had, I'll be honest. I had not seen this film until you put it out. There's one of your picks. It'd been on my list forever, but I finally got to watch it. Talk to us about why you love this film. Oh yeah. I mean, there's so many amazing elements to this film besides the fact that it's Meryl Streep and Dustin Hoffman right. you know, <laughs> headlining. I mean, they're, they're both so incredibly brilliant and you know, the, the chemistry between them and the film is so palpable, even though they're, you know, moving through a divorce and what mm-hmm. that means for their child and what that means for her as a, as a woman who wants to, 
have an identity that that perhaps is separate from becoming a mom mm-hmm. you know and those two things were very important to me so i think her story is just so i feel like it was a story that was untold for so many years until this this film yeah yeah th- there's that scene where you know she comes back after over a year and she has the the drink with uh, with dustin hoffman's uh-huh. character and she says all my life i've been you know somebody's wife somebody's mother or somebody's daughter and I, you know, I would need to be my own person, which is like totally relatable and Ooh. totally this movie came out in, in a woman's lib movement. But that was so many women's experience for generations, you know, and yeah. still is today. But, yeah, you're right. I don't think that that is uh, examined prior to this film. Yeah. At yeah. least not and American cinema. Exactly. Yeah. And, and the fact that it's OK to, you know, lean into your own needs and your own wants and like yes she she did the unthinkable by leaving her child but she needed to take care of herself mm-hmm. and that's okay too Absolutely. you know yeah and she wanted to make herself better you know and and especially now in a world where mental illness is is rampant everybody suffers from something yeah that there's this stigma around that and that it's just a film that I think gives a voice to to those that that need to put themselves first in order to survive. These are three amazing choices, Marissa. Thank you for sharing them. And thank you for joining us today uh, to discuss your amazing book. This was really awesome. Thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. Once again, my friends, Acting with Energy, it's available right now on Amazon. Must read for actors. As I mentioned, I think it's a great read for uh, screenwriters and directors as well. Thank you all for listening to Film Forward, and we'll catch you next time. Our recording engineer and mixer is Anselm Kennedy. The podcast is produced by Anselm, Sonia Maru, and yours truly. Thanks for joining us on Film Forward, and you'll hear us next time.